Welcome to Grace Online Worship. We're delighted that you're here today, joining in worship together. We're continuing this series called Follow Me, in which we, we follow Jesus, and sometimes in following him, he leads us into some pretty dark places in people's lives, and sometimes some pretty dark places in our own life. But Jesus always provides the light to show us the way, and provides a way through. Let us join together in the call to worship. Come to worship. Bring with you all your joys and sorrows. Jesus, Jesus will, will offer hope. Come to worship, believing in the power of God through Jesus Christ. Jesus will bring us healing. Come to worship, feeling the presence of God. Jesus will teach us new ways to live. Please join in singing, This is Amazing Grace. Worthy is the 
Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It is my hope when I share the good news, when I talk about Jesus, that I use down-to-earth words that reflect our experience. Sometimes, when we're talking about things we find in the Bible, our way of seeing the world is very different than how they saw the world back then when the Gospels were written, when Jesus was teaching and preaching and healing along the Sea of Galilee. It's not surprising that people 2,000 years ago saw the world very differently than how we see it today. And they had very different explanations for their experience than we do. The worldview back then was much more superstitious. Physical and mental illness were understood as caused by demons. Healing was understood as an act of casting out a demon. Most experiences that were out of the ordinary, things that people couldn't comprehend, especially things that were evil or destructive in their world back then, those phenomenon were believed to be caused by demons. What about today? We know about bacteria and viruses. We know about mental illness. We know that there are explanations other than demons to explain disease and tragedy. And yet there is still much we don't know about human behavior and about how the world works. When people go off the rails and commit mass murder, genocide, when it's incomprehensible that anyone could be so evil on their own, we describe their behavior as demonic. When evil is out of control, is it ever in control? When evil is out of control, when, when humans are being so cruel to other humans that we just can't imagine it, we call the term demonic. 
You can fill in the blanks what other human endeavors are demonic, slavery, racism, human trafficking, pollution, the tax code, health insurance co-pays, hybrid virtual school construction zones, car warranty phone calls, the internet. When the disciples were following Jesus from village to village, they observed what Jesus did. They, they heard what he taught he, and how he connected with people. The Gospel of Mark tells us that the people were amazed at his teaching because he spoke with such great authority. Jesus was teaching on the Sabbath in the synagogue. And the Gospel tells us a person with an evil spirit screamed, What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One from God. Only a couple times in my ministry has someone come into the church during worship on Sunday morning, troubled, looking for some kind of assistance. And only once has someone been loud enough that everyone in the church knew that there was something going on back there. And the ushers, the poor ushers, intervened and had to take care of the situation and calm the individual down and get him the help that he was seeking and then send him on his way. While Jesus was teaching in the synagogue and all eyes were on him, a person with an evil spirit screamed at Jesus. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Jesus does not waste any time in his response. He yells back, silence, come out of him. This was one instance when Jesus did not sound very compassionate. His compassion was for the man, but not the evil spirit. Jesus spoke as one with authority. Silence! Come out of him! And the spirit, the evil spirit, left the man. There may have been others in the crowd watching and listening to Jesus that wondered the same thing as the man who had been cured of the evil spirit. What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? The scribes and Pharisees that apparently did not, did not speak with authority but had authority might have wondered if their days were numbered. What do you have to do with us? Are you here to destroy us? The scribes and the Pharisees started spreading a rumor about Jesus that he was possessed with a demon. And it was by the power of demons that he cast out demons. 
I imagine that, that most rumors that people said about Jesus, he just ignored. But this one, he responded to. He said, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. But his end has come. Here Jesus is proclaiming the good news. He is sharing his mission which is the, to bring the kingdom of God on earth through his teaching and healing, through bringing justice to those shunned by society. And if that includes casting out demons, Jesus is on it. And he proclaims that whatever power Satan has, it's coming to an end. What do we learn from Jesus from this? We learn that whatever form evil takes, Jesus has the power and the authority to defeat evil. This is good news. Jesus does not mess around. He will find a way to bring evil down. The poets and storytellers that crafted the creation story in Genesis 1 said in the beginning, when God began to create, there was no shape or form to anything, and the Spirit of God hovered over the chaos and said, let there be light, and there was light. God's word brought order, creation, light, out of chaos. And that's what God has been doing ever since. God's work has been to overcome chaos, chaos in the universe, chaos on planet Earth, chaos in our nation, chaos in our hearts. God's work is to move us towards wholeness, shalom is the word they use, shalom, peace in our world, peace in our hearts. That's what Jesus has come to show us, that this is the work of God. This is the work God is doing and Jesus is doing. In casting out demons, Jesus was casting out chaos. Jesus said, the evil one comes to kill and destroy, but I have come to give life, life abundant, life eternal. Our work is to move with God, with Jesus, toward wholeness and justice and peace and life and away from the demonic that causes chaos and division and destruction. You've surely noticed that chaos is persistent and chaos invades everyone and everything. Jesus pointed this out. The demonic was not just in people with disease, but was present in people like the scribes and Pharisees who were resistant to change, 
who were friends with those in power and benefited from those in power. Every word, every action of Jesus was for the purpose of bringing evil down, including Jesus' death on the cross. Jesus confronted the demonic in the religious leaders and in the power structures of the Roman Empire. Jesus revealed to us God by turning himself over to the authorities and letting those who were seen as the most righteous, the most prosperous, the most powerful, to let them decide what should be done with Jesus. You can hear the words that were first expressed by the one possessed by an evil spirit. If we could see thought bubbles above the Pharisees' heads and King Herod and Pilate, they'd all be saying the same thing. What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come here to destroy us? And Jesus' thought bubble would have been a resounding Yes. And Jesus' next thought bubble would have been silence. Come out of him. Jesus came to destroy the evil that possessed them. As the most powerful people in Jerusalem carried out the sentence and nailed him to the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. And in response, God poured himself out in Jesus and laid down his life, all for love, to destroy all that is evil. And God raised Jesus from the dead as a sign that life is victorious over sin and death and that love is victorious over hate and fear, and what God is doing through Jesus is more powerful than all the evil in the world. It seems that we're still fighting some losing battles these days. There's still a lot of chaos out there, but God is not done. God does not grow weary, even if we do, and God will not stop until the work is done. I invite you to ask Jesus the same question that the man with the evil spirit asked. What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? What do you have to do with me? What demons are in me that I've ignored? What evil is in me that still needs to be destroyed? Jesus has the power. Jesus will do whatever it takes to destroy the evil that's destroying you, that's destroying us. His love is the power that will take evil out, will take evil down for good. Amen and amen. Pray with me. Pray these words. Let's pray this together. Jesus, what do you have to do with me? 
I come before you today asking in your name to cast out the demons in me, destroy the evil in me, fill me with your spirit, your light, fill me to overflowing with your presence so there's no room for the evil that's been hiding in the shadows. I thank you, Jesus, that you are here with me and your love for me is all I need. Amen. Oh, gracious God, we praise you and thank you for this new day, for this opportunity to be brought together in unity, even while we are separated by the miles. 
You meet us wherever we are and you connect us with one another in the body of Christ. We look forward to the day in this life and in the next when we can be together as your family and enjoy each other's company. Give us patience and wisdom during these difficult days of waiting. We pray that we will grow through the challenges we face now and come to a place of deeper faith. Help us to see beyond people just like us, to neighbors, to people across town, to people across our nation and our world who are different from us, who cry out for healing, who cry out for justice, who cry, cry out just to be noticed. Give us more of the compassion and authority of Jesus to listen well to the people around us, to see and understand their needs, and through the power you give us to address their needs in ways that are helpful and fruitful and healing. We pray for those in our church and community and beyond that need your healing touch, O oh God. We pray for Jennifer, who has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. We pray the doctors will discern together the best care for Jennifer to ease her pain and help her endure. We pray for all those who are in the midst of treatment for cancer, for Brant, Barry, Pastor Melva, Gary, and other family members and friends who need your healing touch. We praise you and thank you for answering our prayers that Jane Shearer has completed her radiation treatments and no further treatment is needed. We pray your healing power will sustain her and help her to feel better and stronger day by day. We lift up the loved ones of Deward Inch, who passed away Friday. Draw near to them in their grief. We thank you for his great faith, and we rejoice that he is now home with you. All these prayers we lift up to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Sword and shield, though troubles linger still. 
of God, the love of Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit work in you to give you the power to overcome all that is evil that's facing you and to set you free to live abundantly for him. Amen.